0: Lorimer Podcast. Welcome to the podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. We have we have real estate royalty. Yes, I say that and I mean it. Not only is uh, Jason a mate, let's start with the stuff that you guys know. Uh, he is the star of the hit show Selling Sunset, multiple series, season series on Netflix, massive, massive hit, well deserved. But on top of that. Jason is legitimately not just one of the top agents in the in LA, he's one of the top agents in the States. In fact, one of the top agents in the world. And uh, you have sold some of the biggest homes in Los Angeles. You also have been voted uh, one of the most significant uh, real estate agents by Variety, Hollywood Reporter. The list goes on and on and on. Now, this is a real estate podcast, but I have to do a little background. Talk about a consistent theme of winning. You didn't just emerge from, like, you know, the background. You weren't, like, an actor. You were an accomplished trial lawyer who – you were in trials involving Enron and Intel and the Supreme Court. I mean, you have a track record of success. You have the Midas touch in everything you do, and I know it's not luck, right? Some of it might be, but I don't really believe in luck. So with that intro, I want to welcome to the podcast the one and only Jason Oppenheim. What's going on me, old mate?
1: Man, I'll take that intro any day. You need to walk around with me and introduce me at the bars.
0: You should have that as your voicemail. Like my, my, <laughs> you, you, You've got through to Jason, here's my my voicemail. Yeah,
1: plus the um, accent, it just really sets it up.
0: <laughs> so... All joking aside, we know each other from from LA real estate. You know, you're a mate. You're a you're a successful independent broker. On top of that, right? You didn't take the easier, softer route. Um, Selling Sunset, we're going to get to. But what I want to talk to, what I think what most people uh, want to hear is right. How do you keep your consistency? How do you? manage to be a top performing agent year after year after year after year? Cause after it, it, there is, there is, there's no luck to this. You make it happen. What, what, you, what's your routine? What's your secret? How, how, how do you make it happen every year? So successfully?
1: Well, I think I naturally have a lot of ambition and, and drive. Uh, but aside from that, you know, I've, I've made, I've kind of curated a situation for myself that I, where I'm happy with work, you know, I mean, I, I know it's a bit cliche to to say that you need to love what you do, but because I love what I do, it's not hard for me. Like when I was an attorney, which you referenced, I liked it, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't motivated the way that I am now. I I, I love being an entrepreneur and and Peter, you understand that as well, you know, doing your own thing and owning your own brokerage. So I think for me, when you're doing something for yourself, when you're working for yourself, I think it's so much more motivating than when you're working for someone else. Um, so I, I took risks. I think I've always taken risks in life. And I think I've always believed in myself. I think that's uh, something that anyone needs to do. You can't be afraid of failing and you need to believe in yourself. And that I think is what led me to creating the Oppenheim Group. And then I just created a situation that where I'm really happy with what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I always wanted to sell in the Hollywood Hills I love this area. I love West Hollywood. I wanted an office on the Sunset Strip. I wanted to work with my best friends and people that I love and care about. And I want to, you know, have success and share success with. I want to work with my twin brother, you know, and enjoy that success together. So I, I've set up a situation and I've invested in myself to where I just, you know, I look forward to Mondays, not Saturdays. And I think because of that, it allows me to continue my success.
0: Right. You know, it's interesting because um, uh, I think you and I have been in the business for a similar amount of time. Maybe I've been in it a couple of years longer, um, but I remember you really niching down, right? Yeah, you you, you you decided to go okay, 90069 and West Hollywood. That's my thing, and you just went straight and deep into that niche in a really unstoppable way. So, real estate is an industry where many of us and, and many agents, they kind of you know you eat what you kill. So what? gave you the fortitude and, 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 the, and the bravery to, to, to own such a, a narrow niche? Well, I've,
1: in my life, I've always noticed that if you want to be the best at something, then you can't take everything on. So I've purposely not tried to expand into 10 different offices and pretend that I am an expert in, in all these different areas. Now, like you said, you know, I won't say no to a listing. And we do you know, a bit of business in, in other areas, but the area that excited me the most by far in terms of just not, not only the, the, the geographic real estate, you know, and the houses, but the people too. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I found that it was very interesting for me to sell in the Hollywood Hills and you can, you know, you can only farm farming as, you know, as you know, Peter's when you, when you attack a certain area with marketing. Uh, And you memorize all the streets and you know, every house and you know, every sale and you know, every agent there and you know, all the buyers, you can't do that, you know, throughout all of Los Angeles. So I found the area where I loved and where I was excited to do business. um, And then I just attacked it. And that's been the area where I've just, you know, kind of created a little, like you said, a niche for myself.
0: And I and I and I I kind of know how you operate, and you're a very extremely personable chap. You and your brother are are, are are very personal people, right? I see you. You're out. You're eating at the restaurants in the neighborhood. You're 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 going to events in the neighborhood. You're going to the nightclubs. You're living the life um, of the people that you 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 essentially serve, and and I think your authenticity of loving and owning nine zero six nine Hollywood Hills, West Hollywood, comes through, right? Whereas there's a lot of people in Beverly Hills that fake it.
1: I mean, I think that's a good point because I, I'm the type of person that I end up representing. I live in the Hollywood Hills. I've got you know homes here, and um, that's where I invest my money. I believe in the area. I love the restaurants and the hotels. I love the Sunset Strip. I'm I'm now on the Sunset Strip, you know, business board or, or whatever this thing is here. Um, I, I I give back to this area. My friends live in this area. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good point. It's a and it's an area where I understand both professionally, personally, and socially. So it was much more easy for me to adapt. And then, you know, when someone's moving into the area, then they understand and believe in what I'm talking about because I've invested my time and my energy and my money. I put my office on the Sunset Strip. I live in the Hollywood Hills, Um, and I think. Not only do I know this area like the back of my hand, but like you said, um, I, I believe in it. And I right. relate to these people. And um, I think that I become friends with a lot of my clients. And, and, and then it builds on itself too. The more you sell in the Hollywood Hills, the more people understand that you're the guy for the Hollywood Hills. So it, it's a snowball effect. But like you said, it's not, there's nothing superficial about it. I truly love this area.
0: Right. And it's a really interesting point because... Uh, at my firm, I've, I have agents come up to me and go, Pete, where should I farm? This neighborhood has the highest turnover. This neighborhood you know, has the, the most amount of first-time home buyers. And I'm like, you got a farm where you love. So when somebody looks you in the eye and says, which street should I buy on? You should know which street, which house and why they should buy and, and be a fountain of, of genuine information, right?
1: Exactly. And I have a lot of agents too that, that run a lot of analytics and uh, and try to figure out you know where to attack like is there for example, are there top agents in this area that might make it more difficult? Uh, is there high turnover and those are those are relevant you know analytics, but I think what's the most important thing when you're dealing with a client is your authenticity and, and, and your genuine you know appreciation for and knowledge of an area. I mean, the hollywood hills had a lot of heavy hitters when i started in it i never expected to you know ascend the way that i did but i knew that i would have a passion for selling homes in this area and i firmly believe that if you're going to be successful you do what you're passionate about there's no analytics for passion
0: 100 right. i i'm so on the same page with you as that now there are people watching this who might live in like Boise or in like Northern Florida. And they're like, I want to come to Hollywood and sell homes to the stars. So what's the advice that you could give to someone who has that dream in their heart? Yeah,
1: I wouldn't, I don't know. I, listen, I think that dreaming is important and I think that following your passion is important, but I think you need to have it for the right reasons. I don't think that that you you, you go anywhere because you want to be in a scene or you want to be involved with celebrities. I don't know if that's going to create the, the authentic passion and ambition that you need because uh, that fizzles out um, and <laughs> you can become jaded and, and what have you. I think what you really need to do is find what makes you happy. Now, if it everyone thinks that, first of all, I would prefer not to be dealing with a celebrity, as I'm sure you would agree. Yeah. You know. Oftentimes, it yeah. can be very difficult. They can have agents and managers that, that are unknowledgeable about a particular area but you know are forceful about their their opinions and can make things more difficult i'd much prefer to do very delicately
0: knowledge- put very delicately put sir <laughs> i have
1: learned to be to be pc peter um, but you know I, I will take a young intelligent business person over anyone else someone who i can relate to on an intellectual level who understands the value that i can bring um and i think who understands the nuance that uh, of of properties i want somebody who's an investor sure they might be buying the house for their you know for themselves or their or their girlfriend or their family or whatever but i truly like somebody who, who does take a very kind of investor like approach to things um and of course it's it's fun to represent celebrities and what have you but for example i'm very passionate about architecture and design the hollywood hills for me has you can have a 1930 Spanish right next to a 2019 contemporary mm-hmm. next to a 1960s mid-century. And there's so, for what I also love about the Hollywood Hills particularly, and I think this kind of relates to kind of what's fun about real estate, or at least what can be is there's so much nuance and you can't go to your, like in the Beverly Hills flats, Peter, the, the woman that lives next door knows exactly what her neighbor's house is worth. And it's pretty easy to figure it out. It's a 13,000 square foot lot. It's a 6,000 square foot Mediterranean pool, yard, whatever. It's on the 600 block of Cannon. Everyone knows what that's worth, you know, $11.5 million. Right. It's, there's so much nuance in the Hollywood Hills. There's floor plan adjustments. There's views. There's streets. There's construction. There's scale. There's style, uh, access, neighborhoods, HOAs um I, I mean there's so i love finding value and that's why i buy in the hollywood hills and it, and i feel like if you really know an area you can really find value uh, and there's probably no better area to, to take advantage of the the inefficiencies in the market as the hollywood hills it takes I totally, someone who, who really knows what they're doing
0: yeah i totally agree i mean i've been in the hills for 28 years right and it, the british boys when they get off the plane they either go to Santa Monica. Oh, they go to Laurel Canyon. I went to Laurel Canyon and then just fell in love with all of the hills and never left 28 years later, which is why I feel as passionate as you, you know, and I can talk about streets in the same way.
1: Now, oh, by the way, let me interject by saying the other amazingly fun thing about the Hollywood Hills are all the cool agents that do business here. I mean, that's why I get to do business with you and we've done business many times. I truly love my colleagues in this area.
0: Yeah, me too. You know, I like it's so funny. It's like you go we shouldn't really say this, but you go a couple of miles into Beverly Hills and and, and it can change, right? It but does. I don't know what it is. About 90069, we all just seem to, well, most of us seem to get on. Anyway, we digress. This is about you, not me. So I want to touch upon, obviously, I want to touch upon selling sunset because um it is a rocket ship of a hit. You have got massive masses, masses amounts of fans. How did that happen? How has that changed your business? And then I'd like to end with, cause I know you're short on time because you're filming right now and you very kindly agreed to do that. The podcast, I would like to talk about orange County. So selling yeah. sunset in, in a nutshell, how, how did it happen? What's it, what's changed?
1: Well, you know a little bit about this, but you know, we, we had, Quickly ascended here and put together a team. We had done a lot of marketing uh, of the team. Agents and producers had seen that and approached us with the idea of a show. Um, my brother and I were very reticent for quite some time. You know, we took a couple meetings. We decided against it. Um, maybe a year and a half. You know, of, of kind of rejecting uh, overtures, flattering as they were. Just the business was doing so well. You know, we were building a reputation. I'm naturally a very protective person and and not someone who likes to just put myself out there. Not to mention, I really don't watch reality TV and it really wasn't my thing. But, you know, we took we took another call with Adam DeVillo, our current producer. And, you know, and even that we we rejected, you know, his uh, idea of meeting with us initially. But we warmed up to at least, you know, he convinced us to take a meeting. And then, you know, a lot of the people at the office, you know, kind of warmed up to the idea and he convinced us to do like a five-minute sizzle reel. I thought what could go wrong with, you know, with doing that. And, you know, and we wanted Netflix, of course. Um, and they were interested. And at that point, things really changed. I mean, I, I really got behind it. And I, then I got excited. I, nervous is, is all hell, for sure. Um, I had no idea what to expect about season one. Things right now are so much easier. You know, I believe in the production team. I believe in Adam. I believe in the show. I'm so much more relaxed but it was not an easy process for me to get to this point in terms of what it's doing for business. Excellent. I mean, honestly, I can see direct links to um, an increase in business from the show. Absolutely. Uh, I'd say a good 20 to 30% increase since the show started. Uh, So for that, in that respect, which is really in many ways, the reason that I did it um, it's come to fruition and I couldn't, I couldn't be happier not to mention it's very fun um, to see the women becoming so successful, yeah. to see them monetizing their social media. Uh, and it's, it's been, yeah, and then of course, going through this with who are really my best friends and people that I love. Um, I mean, that is really what the defi- definition now of success is for me. I and mean, I think it was a more personal definition of success when I was working and trying to you know uh, succeed on my own. But now watching my family and friends uh, and doing this with them. It, it, it's a dream.
0: And I think, I think that authenticity comes out, right? Because there are so many, so many people in LA. I mean, when my, my show, I, I wasn't looking to do one either, but mine only made it one season. But um, I think that's why it's such a good show because you weren't like clamoring to do a show. You were like, Hey, if this works, if it fits into my life and into my business plan, it's going to, it's going to be really good for everyone. And so I think that's why, you know, you, you've ha- you've got your thumbprint on it. It is a massive, massive, massive success and well-deserved. Now, many folks had quit there, right? You've got an amazing book of business. You've got a multiple-season show. Did quit. The other
1: thing I, I don't know much about reality TV, to, to be honest, but what I do think occurs is that a lot of these shows are casted and they bring people on who don't know each other. They bring people on who are motivated to be on television. Whereas I think what's unique about our show is Just about everyone on this show has been friends for 10 or 20 years, wasn't interested in being on a reality show, was interested in doing real estate. And and I think because of that, it's it's a very organic show. You know, I think it's people that are very close to each other in real life and have, you know, are, I think the women are more able to be more vulnerable and more open on camera because they're doing it with their best friends and because they're not doing it with the intention to you know, monetize a a reality show, but they're doing it for the right reasons. And um, because they wanted to be a real estate agent.
0: Yeah. And you can feel that it, it comes across. I mean, it, cause there are some shows that feel kind of fakey, fakey yours. You can tell there's that kind of electricity that passes between the, the, the friends or, uh, or cast members, if you will. Now I know you're, you're, you're running to a, a shooting, so I'm going to, I'm going to button it with this. So ladies and gentlemen, you've heard the roadmap, right? You've heard how uh, Jason started, you've heard how he keeps taking risk, right? The easy path would be for him to stay. You were at op Banker, right? Stay at co-op Banker, get the corner office, get the, get the easier, softer out, but you risked it all, started your own brokerage, which obviously I know about. Um, and now you're in Orange County. You're in uh, Newport Beach. Yeah. So what's going on there? That's a whole other massive undertaking.
1: So I spent years thinking about expanding, but always... Realizing you know how dangerous it is, because I don't want to be a manager. I don't want to manage a bunch of offices. And to be honest, Peter, I mean in many ways, the brokerage model is dead. you know it's, there's been a, a chase to the bottom from Compass and douglas Elliman and and you know it's hard for a, the margins are so thin. but I I really love Newport Beach. I just bought a house down there for myself, nice. and you know I, I saw that I, I did want to try a second office, and I am so happy that I did. The Newport beach office for one, you got to get down there, Peter. Cause it's insane. <laughs> it, it blows away the LA office. I mean, people here are jealous of the office down there. Cause it's, it's insane. Um, I just, the other thing too, is I didn't really do it for financial reasons. I did it cause I want to have fun. I want to do business down in Newport beach cause I love it down there. I, it's like a second home for me. Um, and I had a lot of great agents that wanted to join my best friend from high school, you know, is running the office. And we found an amazing office space. We spent a fortune and built it out and made it like just a, a, an exciting kind of like living room environment with a pool table and a gym and you know, it's awesome. And you know, it's almost like if you build it, they will come and we've attracted great agents and it has exceeded you know, every expectation. Uh, I'm, I'm headed down there a couple of times a week. And I, I honestly, I, I'm, I, it's another example of just kind of investing in yourself and doing and you know, doing something that's enjoyable. And I, and not following all of the kind of professional guidelines that, I mean, nobody would spend this type of money on a 5,000 square foot office and building it out, you know, like this, if they were truly trying to run, you know, a buy the book business. But, you know, I'm a little, I like to be a little outside the box. I like to have fun and, and it's working because it's, it's exciting down there. And I think that a lot of clients enjoy this, the new kid on the block and enjoy coming by the office. Enjoy the agents that we're hiring, and it's it's such a team environment down there. We all support each other. When we go on listing, sometimes we take ten or twelve people with us. You know, we all really enjoy supporting each other, and and I, I'm I'm so happy about the Newport
0: Beach office. Oh man, our oh, congratulations! You deserve everything that you get. You've you've always been a lovely fella, and and you know, as busy as you are, you and I texted about your place here in, in Studio City, and you got back to me I think at ten o'clock at night. You know, chirpy with the, with an answer, and it's just it's 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 delightful to watch. I love it when good people win, and you're a good person. Your brother's a good person, and it's I, I, I like to see the entrepreneurialism rewarded because you took the riskiest route, right? You put your balls on the table and said, "Here we go, sink or swim." And you've not just made it a success; you've made it a resounding and glorious success, not just for you, but for generations that will come after you. With the Oppenheim name. So, uh, with that, I know you got to run. Love you, mate. I appreciate you being on. Will you make me a promise? I'm going to hold you to it. Will you come back on the show? 100%. 100%.
1: My man. I love watching what you do too. Uh,
0: You're you're very kind. Uh, All right. Well, listen, Jason Oppenheim. Ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause. He's running off to shoot for Netflix. God bless you. Or maybe he's going to sell a $17 million house in in Newport. I think I saw the listing. Um, Congratulations on everything. Love you, mate. Take care, bro. Love you too. That's about it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back again next week with another topic and another great podcast. So don't forget to hit that button and subscribe. Until next time. Take care, and I will see you later.